Hey, hip-hop tic-tacticians, we've got a great episode coming up for you with Eddie Jones, but before we get into that, I just wanted to run through some dates we've got coming up. On February 5th, Tony Yeo, Black Spossolini, and Ulysses from Raw Dog Family, and 420 Click are at the Rec Room in Toronto. On February 10th, Tony Yeo, Shizzy the Empress from Raw Dog Entertainment, Zach Weston, and Brew Castellano are at the venue in Peterborough. The following night, on February 11th, myself, DJ Tic Tactic, and DJ Playa, uh, we're doing a night at the venue in Peterborough as well, 10 p.m. till 2 a.m., lots of prizes, things like that. Um, March 11th, we've got the Human Rights Band and Move a Sound System at the Biltmore in Oshawa. April 1st is Human Rights Band, Move a Sound System, and DJ Chocolate at the Red Dog in Peterborough. And just announced May 13th and July 1st, we have Raw Dog Family at Canada's Wonderland, and I will be DJing for that as well. Let's get into the show. This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, I can't slow down. It's going to go, go. It's Hip Hop Tic Tactics with Licia T, the songstress, and Tic Tactic, the DJ. Yo, the boy from Jamaica, Kingston, Tough Dumpling, y'all listen to Hip Hop Tic Tactics. You don't know what me I say. This is your boy, Drew. This is Cruddy Rang. This is your bro, Danny O, representing Real Hip Hop. And you can listen all night long to Hip Hop Tic Tactics, baby. This is where real hip hop lives. This is yours truly, as. Yeah, this is your man, Mike Boogie. This is Dax Flo. Hey, this is Reality. This is M Dunn. This is Zach Wesson. This is Shizzy. This is Nigga Wanna. Yo, you know what to do? It's the Hip Hop Tic Tactics show. Yo, live and direct. That's right, it's the most honorable one. Repping it lovely, always. Your boy Thrust. Oh, this is the Dirty Doc. This is your boy Rock Nitty. This is DK. This is Ironic. Hey, this is Mocha Only. Oh, this is TJ Habibi. And it's your boy Young Stitch. Hey, what up, what up? It's the Mr. Chips, Not Chocolate, Ill Flow. I'm here with Hip Hop Tic Tactics. What's going on? It's your boy Bishop Brigante. And right now you're tuning to Hip Hop Tic Tactics. Stay locked in, you know what I'm saying? Take that mirror down. Let's go. Hip Hop Tic Tacticians of the world. Oh, that's right. Natalie's not with us this evening. Uh, let's send our uh, warm wishes to Nat as she is uh, suffering with the COVID. She's caught the vid. Uh, she's been very diligent at not catching the vid for these last three years, but uh, we all got to get it sometime. That is true. Hope you get better soon. Uh, the voice that you're hearing alongside with me is none other than Eddie Jones, who got the heat. <laughs> yes, sir. What's going on? Thanks for having me, man. I'm back at it. If I'm not mistaken, this is your third time on the show. I think you're right. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, you've you've done a few projects since the last time you were here, but the one that I really wanted to talk to you about was uh, this most recent one that you've done with B1 the Architect. Underground Soul. Underground Soul. Which uh, came out the same day as King's Disease 3. <laughs> Bastards. Um, but I openly told many people that I, that same weekend, listened to Underground Soul seven, eight times, and I listened to the NOS record once. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's funny because I can't compare my, uh, our music to a lot of things, and that's one thing that I always compare it to is a new NOS because I feel like it's grown man music you know it's for people who i got like grown man problems and you know and not like that that hype hype but like you know on the, some real man stuff and uh mm -hmm. i was thinking you know and then of course 
now surprises <laughs> with the same day as our release but <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to compete with that but you know it's all good and you've got a, a wide range of features on there from from most spence to uh my my favorite track on the on the project is is called just chillin <laughs> yes sir and uh it's got uh two two of my good friends uh nate and pound on it as well and uh nate they can fucking sing some hooks, eh? <laughs> yep, yep. And it's funny because I always ask uh, for hooks from people that normally don't do hooks. I remember one of the first songs that I did as Eddie Jones, I got Pound to do a hook. And he, I remember him telling me, like, nobody ever asked me to do a hook. Everybody asked him for verses, but nobody had asked him to do a hook. And Because I, I knew from before from working with him in the past that he was good at hooks. And I feel like I got a good ear for it. So it worked out. Nate's dope. So I love that song. Yeah, that, that song came together really well. Um, and then uh, Devious Dreams flipped it and gave it a whole different vibe, which is a good listen as well. It, it changed the vibe completely. I, I love the original vibe too, which is like really the one that I, I I think I said last week on the show, we played it like six out of seven <laughs> of the past episodes or something. Like six out of seven weeks we played it. I mean, that's dope. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I feel like Devious Dreams uh, version is like the chill version. <laughs> you know, it's like the just chilling, the chilling version. <laughs> the the original gave me like West Coast vibes, kind of. Yep, yep. Um, the producer, Rekka, uh, shout out to Rekka. Uh, he's actually, and I think we uh, spoke about him before, uh, he's an EDM producer. Mm. So when he does hip hop, he's done a, a lot of tracks for me. Uh, he always does, it's, it's always a little different. It's not, you know, even yeah. though it's boom bap, even though it's just still a little bit, you know, in the left and... Uh, that's this is a song uh, is a song that I had from before because I was working on a different project and I had like you know five to ten songs kind of halfway done and some of those songs are the ones we use for uh, for the album and uh, this was one of them and it was just like I didn't know what else to do with it like I just had the I just had that original verse. Mm. I wrote that verse, and then it was kind of like, and then uh, B1 and I kept sending each other songs, like half finished songs. And I said, "Well, I have this." I didn't know if he was gonna like it because, like, like you said, it's a little, it's a little different. And uh, he loved it. He loved it right away. And I thought, "Oh, Nate," and then um, got pound on it, so it, it worked out. It's funny because when you and I, uh, when the album first came out, you and I were talking. Mm-hmm. You were, uh, we were uh, texting back and forth and live. And uh, I remember when you first heard the song. And uh, you said, "Oh, the only thing that's missing is pound." And they're, they're sure. Yeah, oh yeah, and that that was that was it, man. Like, I, I don't know something about that that vocal sample, the way that he's he's pitched it and, and twisted it a bit with with Nate singing over. I was just like, man, pound would be real nice right about now. <laughs> you called that one. <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh, I think that's that's one of the things I'm the most proud of is having an ear to know when to when and where to put people and uh, that's why i think i have so many features not only because i'm a big fan of them and you know i like to their music period but i like to hear them on on different stuff i like to put them on something that's usually outside of their comfort zone even the stuff that like i've done a couple songs with nate and i feel like most of the songs that i've done with nate are not 420 click you know type of type songs. songs so yeah, yeah i try to get them a little bit out of the comfort zone and most of the time it works out so uh you mentioned before we started you're getting uh Heavy rotation in Lethbridge. <laughs> yeah. After the smoke is clear, man. Yeah, man. I, I get I get love, you know, in, in in some random places, and it just it's amazing to me. You know, my music has gone further than I have, so I, I love it all. 
A shout out to the station in Lethbridge, man. Wow, man, you're gonna put me on the spot. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's dubious. My man Dubia's out there. My man Dubia's plays uh, stuff in. It's called At Sick Radio. After the smoke is clear. So shout out to them. Shout out to them, and uh, shout out to Pete Wallace, Pete motherfucking Wallace. From uh, the Vancouver Convention Center, who has just moved to Lethbridge this week to be GM of the Lethbridge Convention Center. So shout out to Pete and uh, check out that uh, that radio show that uh, Eddie Jones has just told us about while you're out there. Yes, sir. Eddie Jones got the heat. <laughs> I actually want to make it out there and do a show out there, man. I want to like I've always wanted to do a show or a tour across Canada. So I, I said when I whenever that happens, I'm gonna stop at Lethbridge, Alberta, do a little one-two there. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, man. So what other songs in the album do you like? Uh, my favorite one, obviously, is "Just Chillin." Uh, my next favorite is the one with uh, with Mo Spence singing on it. Mm. Um, I'll be honest with you. That's uh, other than the the "Just Chillin" that I skip to sometimes. I treat it more as a project to just have on i don't know the song names to be honest with you but i've probably heard the whole album i'm i'd say seven eight times the first week wow. and then like another five or six times since then dope 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 and that's and that's how it's supposed to be heard you know from beginning to end because that's what i try to do because i feel like a lot of people can do songs but not a lot of people can do albums and coherent albums that you can play from beginning to end you know a lot of a lot of the albums that people make are just songs you know playing you know like a like a mixtape type you know what i mean there's no yeah there's no flow to it and there's no you know feeling to it at all and i tried to have a little bit of a story i try to have you know and uh that's that's what it was for this one it took a, a while to uh, not only make the songs but once we had the songs to do the order and everything like that it was a lot of trial and error so well and i think i think the order is so important when you're we're doing a project like that that's meant to be listened as a, a complete body of work and uh i think you guys nailed it because i i either told you or, or pound it was it was one of you when i was listening to it that day that was like shit i was i've been folding laundry and you know <laughs> moving stuff from washer to dryer and new load and all the rest of this and like 45 minutes had passed and i hadn't even like noticed that the song had changed you know what i mean that's until i heard like oh there's nate and pound <laughs> oh, we're nine songs in. <laughs> you know, that's like. dope, yeah. <laughs> no, and I love that's uh, what Kanye did with his uh, last album where he didn't put any features. A lot of people took like, oh, why wouldn't you shout it out? But it's like, I, I like that because it's kind of like, you know, you never know, right? Because when you look at the thing, oh, you kind of know it's coming and you have kind of expectations. But when it comes out of nowhere, I feel like that's, you know, the, su- the surprise element. I think that's super dope. I'm, I'm trying to get back more to listening to albums. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to not have my phone in my hand as much in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a big key to that is not listening from your phone. So if you are going to listen from a streaming platform, like if you put it on an iPad or a computer and just walk away, mm-hmm. that, that's the best way to listen to an album. Because if, if you try from your phone, like it's just too easy to skip. And, oh, look, I'm scrolling something else that has sound. And all of a sudden you've interrupted it. And yeah, um, the, the phone is really not a good... Uh, a good thing in technology for albums in our era mm-hmm. no and even when you show people songs i feel like a lot of uh, other artists feel like i do where you're trying to show somebody a song you're so proud of it or you feel really nervous about showing it to someone and then halfway to the song they're kind of like on their phone and they're like scrolling you're just like well yeah. i guess you don't like that <laughs> you know <what> I'm 
Yeah, like there was there's something about like a piece of vinyl where I mean you could get up and find the the lines on the record and, and move it around, but really like if you if you put on an album it's a, a twenty minute commitment for the first half, like yeah. for the first side, right? And you know, I, I think as soon as you have that urge to scroll mm-hmm. And then, you know, the more and more reels we post instead of text stories, yeah. the more sound clips there are and our, our brains get less used to it. And yeah. TikTok doesn't even have the blank space in between. It just goes right into the next video. That's you know? true. That's why uh, my favorite place to listen to music is at work. Because, A, I don't want to think about what I'm doing at work. And like you said, I just get lost in the music. And if it's good, you know, I don't even have to look at my phone. I don't have to skip anything. And I just kind of, you know, take it all in. And I try to uh, study people's albums, even if it's something that I'm not going to listen to again. I like to see what everybody is doing and, you know, even old stuff that I kind of forgot about. Because, you know, there's some music that you love, but you haven't also heard it in 20 years. So, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes you hear it back, you're like, wow, that stuff was garbage. But a lot of times it's like, man, I forgot how good this was. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I try to do all that at work and just listen to music. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I, I you know, I again, once. Like, I think it's a, a salute to yourself because for me, a lot of times when I'm listening to music, if I'm not lost in it, like I got with your album, um, as a DJ, I'm trying to think of what the best 30 seconds of the song is that I would play if I was out somewhere. Mm. And to get lost in 45 minutes of music and not even realize the song had changed, that, that kind of says something. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you, man. Honestly, like, I feel like everything that I put out before this. Uh, even though I was proud of it, I always felt like, oh, I could have done this differently or I wish I would have done that. And this was the first project that I've ever released. And I've released a lot of projects in my life uh, that I was completely proud of. And I feel like there's not much I could have done. You know, of course, I would, you know, improve or whatever. If I would have had more time, I probably would have messed with it more. Of course, I'm not going to lie, but I was completely proud of it. And before it came out, it was done like a good, you know, almost two months before it came out. And. I couldn't wait for people to hear it and I wanted to you know hear the reaction how you're saying right now because like I said I was really proud of it and uh yeah man shout out to B1 though it, it took a lot of work man especially when you're working with that many uh features you know like, like you said about the uh most spent song that song almost got cut because of time and just going back and forth and it was it's just a lot of work right so I'm glad it came together yeah because it was a soul soul album right so I couldn't have a soul album without a soulful Mm, you know that definitely. black voice you know what i mean there's nothing more soulful than that so i i had to have it and uh it's funny enough um i actually had shut out uh reached out to most Spence like 10 years ago mm. in one of those like uh facebook conversations that never went anywhere right and uh it was like man so much work we could have done where have you been all my life you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then i was like okay i'm glad i found you we're gonna do a lot of stuff i want to do it. and then she's like i'm moving to africa oh what? <laughs> sorry what <laughs> so yeah next week i'm like oh man so she's out in africa now you know with her husband and her family and uh, they moved out there yeah yeah man i was just going to tell you you should go on her show but i guess she's not doing it anymore <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, was it the orange mic? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to do all that. I didn't know that was uh, that was the thing. Like that they're married or whatever. But uh, yeah, I was trying to do all that, and uh, yeah, all of a sudden they moved to Africa, and uh, yeah, because I wanted I wanted to shoot a video for Day Night. Day Night is honestly probably top three uh, songs in the album for me. I love that. I love that song, and uh, I love her voice so much. Mm-hmm. But we were, we were talking about earlier about being uh, effortless. Like her voice is so effortless to me. You know what I mean? She's just so natural and. Uh, 
she's got that quoi, you know what I mean? That yeah. the, the je ne sais quoi, you know? And uh, it's just, it's amazing to me. And uh, I, I love B1's uh, verse. I feel like once again, it's out of his mm -hmm. element. He doesn't usually do the lovey-dovey stuff. So for him to go outside of his norm, you know what I mean? And uh, I came in and I did a little sum, so I, I, I love that song. That's one of the, I, I don't play myself a lot. I'm not one of the, I don't know if a lot of rappers or a lot of people listen to their own stuff, but I hate listening mm -hmm. to my own music. Yeah. But that's one song that I bump all the time. You know what I mean? Like, so I love that song. Definitely. And, you know, you, you mentioned B1's verse on that, and he's got a, a few dope. Well, how many tracks are there? He's got a how many tracks on the thing? That many dope verses. But, um, you know, he's, he's multi talented. Like, how many beats did he do on that as well? This album, I think he only might have done one or two. But I think it's, uh, once again, because we were wanting to do a soul album, and I feel like uh, his beats, not that they're not soulful, but we wanted to go with something really, really soulful, right. you know what I mean? So I think that's why he didn't do that many. But the one that he did, uh, I don't know if he did two, I can't remember right now. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Emptiness, mm -hmm. towards the end, that's like one of the deepest songs in there, and uh, it's his favorite song on the album, so another dope song. Any shows coming up? Any shows coming? I'm trying to work on something, man. But as you guys, you know, it's always hard these days, right? Especially after COVID, right? So, but I'm actually trying to do a little, like, um, almost like an unplugged type of set. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if you know Will down at the um, Koch Records. Is it called Koch Records? Where is it called? In Toronto? No, in Oshawa. Oh, uh, oh, cops! Cops, yeah, yeah. Will yeah. McGurk. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he does little uh, shows there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Where we shot uh, Yet I Rise, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to do like a little um, tiny desk type of performance or something like that. So, just before COVID, um, me and some artists that I work with, we had done maybe four things up there. Uh, Rooks. I did one with Rooks. Yeah. Uh, I did one with uh, Natalie, co-host on this show. Okay. And uh, Azalyn as well, who um, was quite young at the time. She's probably 15 now. Mm. Um, pop singer. Okay, I think I remember that actually. For some reason. Um, yeah, I think it's a dope, a dope little spot that he got up there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that uh, is not being done a lot. Uh, I love watching the Tiny Desk performances, and I would love to do something like that. It's hard to uh, get the time and everything like that, especially with B1, because uh, we got different schedules. But uh, yeah, that's something that I'm trying to do. I feel like that's the problem with uh, hip-hop shows, that you get so uh, focused on working the crowd or the sound or whatever is happening right there that you don't really focus on the lyrics or performing the song well. You know what I mean? Most people that perform, you know what I mean? And they're running out of breath. You know, I don't have to tell you. Yeah, I can see by your deep side that you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I hate that because as a, as a performer, your performance is only as good as the crowd. So if you go out there and it's a dead crowd, how much of a good show can you really put on? You know what I'm saying? Put your hands in the air or make some noise. That's, you know what I mean? So it's like... <laughs> yeah, but I, I will tell you, um, one of the best shows I ever went to, not like as far as like, oh, the show was like so amazing, but one of the best 
performances. performances I've ever seen was in a room like that. Mm. Uh, it was upstairs at uh, Atri, I guess, Diesel Room it's called. Yep. Uh, and it was um, Locksmith. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he came through with junk. Uh, I think Danny Gable did the show. Well, I mean, Locksmith is also a top, you know, tier. So, yeah. You know. Um, but like, it was done. it was the same typical type of Oshawa show yep. where, you know, it was the regular cast of openers mm-hmm. and all their friends left afterwards. Yep. And it usually happens. What was left in the room was, I think, me, Chase March, Danny Gable, Junk, and Locksmith was performing for like the five of us. Yeah. And it was a great fucking performance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but that's that's the problem with hip hop shows that people are only there to see their friend. Mm. And you know what I mean? If their friend is not performing, they don't care. And like you said, once their friend is done, they leave. So and yeah, that, maybe like the peak of the night, there was a hundred people there. But then by the time the headliners up, there's like six of us. And that's why you never want to go last because by, by the time we go last, people are drunk, people are tired, people are gone home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you want to go right at the beginning or right in the middle when it's gotten, you know, a little busy. People are ready to go like see someone. That's when you want to go on right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the problem with shows as a, a promoter is you never know. There's so many things that can go wrong with the weather, people not showing up, with uh, people fighting, violence, all type of stuff, right? So there's just too many variables. And then on top of that, to also have to perform and focus on your performance and do all that. Yeah. And then the, the outside variables, too. Like, I I remember a show that we planned once back in, uh, I want to say 2014, 2015. Um, and it was at uh, Smiling Buddha in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And... It all seemed like it was going to be perfect. It was a Saturday afternoon thing. Lots of people are available Saturday afternoons. It was in the summertime. The weather was supposed to be perfect. Blah, 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 blah. Didn't fucking Wyclef put on a free concert across the street in the park? Uh. <laughs> you think anybody's going to pay see 10 bucks to come see us? See what I'm saying? <laughs> or imagine having the, sh- the uh, show the day that the Raptors won. Yeah, you know what like, I'm saying? Like, you would never guess they're going to play in June. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, see this way over. Huh? And then I was like, "Oh shit, they won! Nobody's gonna go to your show." Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, you can't so plan for many that. factors Dude, that man, are uncontrollable. So and- many things. <coughs> I had I had a um, I don't know if I told you before, but H Block Entertainment was a music thing, but it was also we did a lot of shows, uh, fashion shows, break dancing, all types of stuff. And the major one that made us break up was we booked EPMD at the government. I don't know if I told you that, but the guy that I work with, Martin, he spent ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And they did not show up. Money gone. Wow. Like, oh, don't worry, we'll do a free show in six months. Cool, but he lost all the money. By the time the other show came about, it was all gone. And once again, you can't plan for those things. And no, you know, ten thousand is low for some people. Some people lose hundreds, if not millions. I mean, it's all types of stuff. So it's just. It's just too many variables. That's why nobody wants. Everybody wants somebody else to put on a show. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yo, exactly. You should put on a show, but it's like you need the right venue, the right time, everything, man. It's just once, yeah. once like you and me, we've done it a million times. You kind of like, eh, I've done it. You know, it's like <laughs> not worth the headache. Right? I'll, I'll show up to your show and I'll push play when I'm exactly. supposed to. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I was saying uh, with Divius at the show that I saw you last time. The DJ is the best thing to do because no matter what happens, you're gonna get paid. 
<laughs> you don't even you don't even go on if you. You, you would think that now, wouldn't you? <laughs> I wait. I'd be like, no music, money or nothing, you know, and then. It's not as, as a rapper. It's though? not as glamorous as you'd think, but <laughs> but as a rapper though, try as a rapper. Nobody, hey, can you come rap for two hundred dollars? Like nobody's gonna say that ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, it, it's less to pack up and go home though. That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's really something to be said for going to a club after the cops have shut it down to get your stuff. <laughs> Oh man, too many stories, man. Too many stories. <laughs> yeah, speaking of another thing that you can't uh, plan for, KRS One in Oshawa in like 2009. We were so excited. Zays went and picked them up. They did a whole thing. I had a radio show at Durham College at the time. We stuck around. They did a whole thing there. Winter storm. They got like mm. nobody showed up. It was KRS One. There was like I mean there was like a hundred people there, but they should have been packed. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like once again, it was the best show ever. I was on stage with KRS One pushing each other. It was the greatest thing in the world, but nobody saw it because there was a winter storm. You know you can't plan that. You know. Hey, you you had your moment with KRS One though. Hell yeah! One of the greatest things I've done. It was like I was about to introduce him, and I'm like I go to him like. How should I introduce you? He goes, I don't need no introduction. He snatches the mic from me. I'm like, that's the greatest thing ever. He's not wrong. That's right. The <laughs> teacher. Yeah, he was. There's video out there. There's still, of course, like some shitty ass camera from 2009 video. But one of the dopest nights, there was like 100 people on stage or not like 50 people on stage. And we're all just more people on stage than in the audience. Just as many. Exactly. Yeah. But he like went to the audience and he, he put on a show, man. One of the greatest things I've witnessed in my hip hop career. I can imagine. Yeah, man. Super, super dope. Learned a lot that night. Oh, excuse me. Eddie Jones got the heat. <laughs> I laugh every time you say that. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite tracks I've ever done, man. I feel like uh, it's hard for me to. Uh, because I don't, I don't really have an ego, you know what I mean? So it's how, it, as a rapper, you have to have an ego, you know what I mean? But sometimes it comes out, you know, and that was one of them, you know, where I was just on my shit, you know, and it just came out, it came out dope. And uh, I love that track to this day. So before we uh, started recording, you mentioned that uh, you do an array of voices. No, I'm not doing them. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Is that what you're going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot, man. Come on. Well, sorry, folks. Not gonna what, happen. What uh, what voice do you do? You say you do voiceovers. Yeah, but it's like, like the DJ Tic Tactics, like that kind of that kind of thing. Um, like if you experience hemorrhoids. like instructions, <laughs> mm. like instructional videos, like where there's just like the, the dialogue in the background and like it'll mm. show like cartoon instructions and shit like that. It's like word count stuff. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. No, honestly, like we were saying before, like that thing, that's one of the best jobs because it's something you can do in your own house, you know, go downstairs, record it, send it out. Super dope. Yeah. Um, And technology over the last two years has come so far for people like that because previously they'd say like, okay, come on into the the TV station or the the film studio or whatever. That doesn't exist anymore. Now everybody does it from their own house. Here's a good interface and a mic and, yeah. you know, maybe a little bit of acoustic treatment for your room and send us the files. Yeah, man. <laughs> these actually, these producers that I'm working with, their names are The the Leftovers. 
and there's actually a, a bunch of producers that came together and the reason they came uh together was because they found a program where they could all up upload everything mm. even though they're all using different interfaces and different programs to do whatever they're doing they found a program where they can all upload it and see what everybody's doing and everybody can touch it so one one of them will be like, oh, I'm working on this beat. And it'll have like a normal, and then the guy will come in and, oh, let me do a bass. And yeah. by the time they're done, it's like this amazing, amazing beat that's so full and so like, and it's changed so many times and it has all these crazy things because they all come, come together. And one of them's from Portugal, the other one's from France, and one's in New Jersey. Like they're all over the world and it's the most amazing shit. And like you said, like with technology, things have gotten crazy. Like, and what did it for them was COVID too because they were all just, Sitting at home, to. you know what I mean? They're all out of work, they're all just at home, so they just came together and uh, super dope, man. Shout out to the leftovers, man. I'm doing a lot of dope, dope work this year with them. I think a lot of people's crafts really sharpened over COVID, yeah. Well, because it was one of those where it was like when you're left to yourself, you get to see what you're really made out of, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and what you really have time for, and what you're gonna make time for, you know what I mean. And a lot of us who are creative is just like. What else are we gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying now we finally got to. I did nearly got them two albums during it. Well, three, yeah. three actually technically, but the first one was kind of before a little bit, so it didn't really count. But yeah, whole family first, and uh, this one was really made during uh, 2021. So yeah, four, 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 man. Yeah, I just did three albums in a row, man. Everybody keeps asking me if I'm gonna do another one, but I feel like <clears throat> I don't know. What I, what I really like doing is executive producing albums for other people. And that's what I'm getting back to right now. I feel like as a, like we were saying before, as a rapper, you're very limited to what your character is or can, can do, you know? But when you hide behind the boards or behind anything, you know what I mean? It's like you're more creative and can do a lot more. And I feel like uh, the only reason I started rapping in the first place because I ran out of rappers to produce. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was kind of left holding the balls like, all right, I'll play, but you know, I, and I've been executive producing my own albums. But uh, I like I like working with other other rappers. You know what I mean? Any uh, projects coming up that you're executive producing? Um, yeah, actually, I'm working on a group project with Pound Benga, Lotus, and Ulysses. Beautiful. Yeah, man. I just uh, actually I got uh, I was telling you about the love though. It's gonna be produced uh, by the leftovers. And uh, I actually got the idea from them because uh, LRP and other groups, uh, groups that I've been in or that I have created, what they always try to do is you try to cover all different bases. Mm. So, you know what I mean? So you have this rapper for this uh, crowd or this, you know, target audience and you have this other rapper to counter that. Mm. Right. But I was and what the uh, leftovers did was like they were all on the same page and they yeah. created a group. So I thought, what if the all the rappers were on the same page yeah you know what i mean and all after the same target audience and all the same energy that way they were not polar opposites and kind of like you know because that's that was one of the problems with lrp that happened too that they couldn't even uh uh pick beats because you right. know there's so many of them that it's like one of them be like yo this beat's dope and then be like yeah fuck that beat <laughs> you know what i mean right. you need everybody in the same page right so it's yeah. like when you got so many different styles it's hard to pick something that mm -hmm. is gonna fit everybody right so it's like <clears throat> And actually, I, I was telling Pound how every time I have a song, every time I send a song to Pound, I always tell, but I'll tell him like, oh, I almost sent that to Lotus. And I would tell the same thing to Lotus. And I was like, right. so, you know, and that's kind of, I was like, wait a minute. And that's where the, uh, the idea came from. I approached him with it. They were, uh, 
skeptical at, at first because groups always break up or there's always problems with timing or whatever you know what i mean and uh but i got them all on board and uh we're working on it and uh yeah man it's gonna be the dopest shit ever the, even just the beats alone man like it's just oh man i can't wait till you hear this shit yeah and <laughs> uh shout out ulysses as well yeah man he's uh he's a wild card in the in the group he's uh he's dope he just joined one of my groups um raw, raw dog yeah 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 yeah, 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 man. yeah. Ulysses is super dope, man. Actually, uh, the first time that I heard him, like how we were saying about, like, you know, not knowing what's going to happen, um, B1 and Lotus did a song for the Alja Project. Yeah. And they had Ulysses on it. And I never even heard of Ulysses before. And I'm listening to the song, and this guy comes on, and he's, like, not even rapping. He's, like, singing, like, doing some, like, melody shit. And then all of a sudden he starts doing it in Spanish. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Who the fuck is this guy? I thought I was the only freaking spig rapper That's out there. That's my like, thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute. No. And then, the, the fuck, amazing. I, the more I heard his shit, and he's a battle rapper, but um, he also does the singing and the harmonizing and all that, and it's super dope. Uh, he did a Hotel Oblivion on the album. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, like I told him, I'm like, I know you're this kind of rapper, but try doing this. And I, I used to... Uh, the song that they did is called Death Row. I used that as a reference, and I told them like, really get your sing on. And uh, I don't know if you remember the, the end of the song. Like, yeah, he, he really goes on. Went in on it, right? And like, that's yeah, that's the shit I love. And that's kind of the what he's gonna be bringing in to the project. You know what I mean? The hooks and the you know, melodic shit, and then you got Pound and Lotus, and it's gonna be super dope i'm really excited about that man yeah, like i said it's a lot of work especially getting everybody in the same schedule and you know what i mean and uh, even just from picking the beats you know it's a lot of arguments going back and forth a lot of you know what i mean <laughs> even picking names and stuff like that but uh we're getting it done and uh i'm really excited about that i don't know how long it's gonna take <laughs> or when it's gonna come out but we're getting it done there's no no doubt about it and like i said it's uh all produced by the leftovers and really excited about that we're gonna once it comes out we'll go back and listen to this and <laughs> laugh about it and it's gonna be like i told you <laughs> and you'll be back here for round four hell yeah i was actually gonna i was trying to bring b1 or his a's but it's hard to get anybody in the same uh, schedule these days oh i know it's it's tough to to get one person locked in for an interview <laughs> instead of two at the same time sometimes <laughs> But wasn't it Sage that said? Uh, yeah, he wanted to go with you. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He didn't even message me back. Zays, what up? We actually just uh, shot a video for uh, our song from the album with Zays. Mm. Uh, the Great Separation. We just uh, shot a video uh, a couple days ago, and uh, it's coming out uh, this Friday. Oh, sweet! Yeah. So it'll be out before this airs. So make sure you check that out. Yep, Great Separation. B1, the architect, Eddie Jones, featuring Zace. Check it out. Now. Right now. (laughs) Eddie motherfucking Jones in this. B1, the architect. This is underground, so 
Listen up, I am smooth like butter, I feel like no other. I stay on the ground till I'm dead, pushing flowers, ayy. I've been the way through spade and made your way since. Back in the day, I say, I ain't never changed. I'm getting older, maybe colder, but I'm bolder. Soon as I cook a cola with the chrome pistol, Mac 10 said it, and I'll never forget it. Game will eat you up, spit you up if you let it. Whoa, old school is just the way that I spit. Whatever you eating, gon' make me shit, bro. Everything I do it for my family, that's it, so. What up, Betty? Yeah, this is Underground Soul. We taking you back, we taking you home. Let's go. All right, yeah. Great separation, I learned levitation. My main method of coping with this generation. Creating epics from a hole in the wall. Making plays, never standing there, just holding the ball. Making waves while these motherfuckers hope that I fall. We poking at y'all and steadily exposing your flaws. Uh, yeah. With me back, smack a rapper so fast, man, like it's muscle memory. Uh, used to drown the sorrow with tons of Henny, keep it pushing, even when my tank was on fucking empty. Y'all ain't touching anything I do. Just a bunch of petty motherfucking goofs. Keep it moving before we bust the semi shit, I show them proof. I'm always digging deeper, finding something hiding inside me. You're always spitting eat the powerful. Go and send some flowers to your senorita, put them on your grave. When I send you down to meet the reaper, I need receipts to prove that you ain't another fraud. Collapsing your tunnel, having trouble when you come across. Fuck you on. We went from undercard to fucking boss. Now you gotta return to your base and report another loss. Yo, here yeah. we go again. I got a voice, remove the choice, you know it's him. I'm down for throwing in. I'm sick of repetition. I'm known to step to bitches. I'm done with swimming and women until I'm with the fishes. But if I'm inefficient, throw me a line. It's like my stars never closely aligned. Someone show me a sign before I get to switching and start to separate. Pull a switch and flip inside my mind into a metal state. Never hate. Thoughts hurt when they penetrate. Billy Bones turning to Zays. Now I'm a heavyweight. The great separate and place their own past. Waiting for existence like they equal to our bone mass. So how the fuck we gonna stand still? Weapons off for bitches. Any man rail. Know the hands kill. The world's lost in need of a boss. And no, I hate to say better not be bearing the Cross, I pray to God, ain't nobody answer the call I'm sick of dirty palms, always having hands on the wall I stand tall, always seem to land when I fall This crazy world don't understand it at all We took a little break and now we're just talking about how important it is to be humble and uh, kind to people in music. That's right. That's from the beginning, man. I always uh, felt like I had to have a message. You know, I didn't want to just be all about me, me, me records and me. You know, that's why from the beginning it was a respect over money records, you know, and it was more than just music and more than just, you know, trying to be the best. I had to have meaning to it, you know. And as I was saying to you uh, before, nobody gave me a shot. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. I was 18, 17 year old, 18 year old rapper. Just, you know, thought I was going to get signed one day. You know, I'm going to be the best. You know, I was inspired by Big Pun. And uh, I really thought, you know, I'm just going to rap until I'm the best and someone's going to give me a deal type of thing. <laughs> and uh, but that never came. You know, what I mean, I went to engineering school, dropped out and uh, I, I met. Uh, producers there and at the time I was still trying to get signed I was still trying to get people to give me beats and uh, once that never happened it was like screw it I'm just gonna make my own beats you know and uh, I started like I told you about my self a little M box 
you know, low Apex 460, you mm. know, <laughs> and that's all I needed. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I was able to create Respect Over Money Records because I had something that nobody else had at the time. Now everybody's got a way to record. You know what I'm saying? But like, we're talking quite a while ago. I'm not going to reveal how long ago it was, but it was a long time ago and uh, nobody had Pro Tools in the hood back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was just able to uh, create an opportunity for other people. But as I was saying, my man Deep Sea was the first person to provide anything for me and what he had was a house. You know, because I was still recording at my parents' house and so I was limited to when they were in home. You know? So a lot of times it was, you know, we couldn't do stuff so deep sea uh his grandparents actually owned deer creek golf courses of mm. ajax okay and his uh parents house was in the golf course and back then it was valued at 1.5 million so like right now this uh, the house is probably like five million dollars by now damn a, yeah it was a mansion and he his room was actually like the uh maids like corner where uh, mm. above they had like a four or five uh, car garage and above that was like basically an apartment for the maids and that's what oh, his wow. room was and so it was like a whole different like wing of the house and uh, he had a living room bathroom bedroom and everything and uh, yeah I took my Mac and my microphone and uh, my Pro Tools and that's where we recorded a lot of the first stuff that we did man beautiful yeah so shout out Deep Sea man like he's still doing his thing and uh, he's out actually in Alberta, funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. And I, I'm still good with him to this day. And uh, like I said, I I have a lot of love for him, even though he's not really like doing it to a, a level. But uh, I always show him love because, like I said, he showed me love when nobody else was showing me love. You know what I mean? Once once somebody shows you love, it's easier for other people to show you love because like, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's a cool thing to do. You know, like, yeah. a lot of people are showing you love. But like for somebody to you know give you an opportunity or to to you know help you in any kind of way when nobody helps you it it, it, uh it's a lot you know it speaks volumes absolutely actually one of the reasons i have a lot of love for zays too because once i started making beats it was only the rap the the rappers that i was working with that were rapping to my beats and i was still kind of like iffy about my beats you know you you're kind of like very nervous about your craft and zays was the first rapper outside of my own crew that rapped to one of my beats okay and that was like a huge thing for me it was like yo this guy's from ajax here you know what i mean and zays was dope been dope you know what i mean so and uh back then he did like a like a southern kind of flow like uh mm-hmm. you know he used to go by billy bones and uh yeah you know it was like more like um whatever that white rapper's name for uh yellow yeah before him with the gold teeth um Paul Wall. Paul Wall. It was like a Paul Wall type of thing, you know? He that, that kind of like Southern kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was dope. And I was making those kind of beats, like trap beats before they were trap beats. We used to call them South Beats back in the day. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was huge. He did actually did two uh, two songs to my beats. And it was it was, it was dope, you know what I'm saying? It was, and uh, of, of course, other rappers ended up rapping to my beats after that. But he was the first one. So shout out to Zay's, man. Here we are, 20 years later, and it's still, still working. It's actually another person that I want to executive produce an album for. He's, uh, like I said, we've been uh, doing a lot of work for a long time, and he's somebody who I followed, and we've been working kind of parallel. You know, we worked kind of a little bit. Like I used to be his hype man a couple years ago, right before I started rapping, and uh, 
so I think I know his sound and I think I know where he wants to go. Mm. He did a very dope album with uh, with Stay Cool last year, um, but I feel like he didn't quite hit where he wanted to hit. Right, I feel like he was still rapping or he was still doing music that he thought other people wanted to hear. Right, you know, or he wanted to make those kind of uh, commercial type songs that you know, because he wants, you know, to to go somewhere. You know, he's been doing it for a long time, so he wants to see some fruition. You know, some some happening with his music. So he did a dope album, but I feel like he didn't quite get there. Like where you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's a creative side that everybody wants to go to but they're mm. afraid to right you know what i mean they want to push the envelope but oh, are people really going to take me serious are people really going to like it and uh, it's really hard to get out of your own way and to really let go like that mm -hmm. and i feel like uh that's the kind of album that i, I want to do with ace and uh i have i have some beats picked for him so uh something that him and i have been uh talking about so hopefully we can get it done and uh hopefully another conversation that we can have the next time i come back <laughs> well he said he was going to come with you this time so maybe he'll yeah. come if uh if it's about his project yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> shout out zays yeah shout out zays man shout out stay cool too they did uh they did a really really good job on that album too so shout out to them stay cool actually did one of my top five songs of all time which one's that i'm tired dax flow mm. i fucking love that track it's funny because uh mickey red eyes uh actually had a whole song to that beat before oh really yeah interesting yeah because at the time he had just moved to toronto and he was living like at college in spadina and uh that's the beat goes uh i'm tired of the city people I'm yeah right and uh it, it's something that had happened a lot especially back then where there was only you know two three beat makers but there was like yeah. 10 rappers yeah so then okay i'll take that beat and then it would take a long time yeah and then they would ended up going to different people and uh sometimes it ended up bad or sometimes it ended in you know in the problems or whatever but that was that was one of them that so interesting i i, I loved the, the the dax uh version of course but when you know a version first that's kind of what goes to your mind right so, i, I want to hear that one i'm i'm gonna hit up right <laughs> i don't even i don't even know if uh, i don't even know if it was recorded to be honest with you i don't mm. even know if, if they know about it to be honest with you mm. but yeah that's something that uh, that's funny it, shout out to dax too man dax is uh i don't know if you know but uh stay cool uh, like started with me yeah a long time ago yeah so seeing those guys grow from you know seeing them in high school and just being these like hey listen to my beat but you know what i'm saying and uh, they all used to rap as well actually back in the day and <coughs> and yeah. uh, <laughs> they're they're good beat makers though but uh uh yeah you're seeing their their growth and just seeing you know their their uh their love for the music and still doing after this long has been great you know? yeah i i remember when i first met them um so i'm friends with uh ryan's older sister okay yeah and uh she hired me to dj at her wedding Oh, okay. And I remember setting up the turntables and him and his buddies like, what was this guy? Like kind of looked me <laughs> yeah. down and it's like, okay, yeah. I got I got either some fans or some fucking haters. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> I think honestly, I, that's just a culture, man. That's just what we do. <laughs> that's just what we But I, yeah, I remember, my I remember house. I remember like maybe halfway through the night he came up and handed me a CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, man. Like I said, all the uh, all the shit that that I did with respect over money with H Block, that was with those guys. A lot like from I went to like I said from rapping to beat making to engineering. Once I got away from the engineering, it all fell into 
to their lab mm-hmm. and they did they took that load for a long long time and then i stopped making beats so everything kind of shifted went, exactly yeah. you know what i'm saying and then uh once i saw that that machine was kind of you know running on its own and well lubed it was kind of mm-hmm. like okay you guys got this you know and, yeah and at the time they were working with uh uh, I don't know what it goes. Sunny uh, Rooks. I don't know what it goes by now. Sunny Hendrix. Sunny Hendrix. Yeah. And um, so it was like dope. You know, you guys do your thing, and uh, that's when I, I stepped out and I had to do my thing. For me, it was uh, almost like a, a point that I had to prove because I had worked with the same people for so long that I felt like I had to prove, not to anybody else, but to myself, that I could do something without them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, I, I, can I really do this on my own? Did you ever record at the house on Ormond? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I I used to go over there quite a bit. Man. I was probably there when you were there. Many, 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 <laughs> many stories, man. I, ask ask about my drunken days at Ormond, man. Oh, shit. I, I used to be... Yeah, I, I used to live just around the block on uh, Pompano. Okay. And uh, I used to live in Pompano, too. My, my ex's uh, brother was, like, best friends with John. Oh, okay. So we'd go over there, like, almost every Friday night when we first moved to Oshawa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Whitey'd be downstairs with probably you guys recording, and we were upstairs watching hockey, drinking. Yeah. So have you ever, <laughs> so have you ever heard anybody be wild and drunken downstairs? That was me. Just every time I've been there. Yeah. Man, I had some, I had some <laughs> crazy. I, I yeah, I used to have a a little bit of a drinking problem, and uh, yeah, most of those nights landed on Whitey's Whitey's basement. <laughs> I think a lot of drinking problems landed on Whitey's basement. <laughs> Yeah, man, I had some, I had some crazy nights. Yeah, H Block. Uh, I want to say like we did two, three mixtapes there. Oh wow. Yeah, in that basement alone. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember he had like the one Newmark set up or something, and like he had like kind of a half DJ set up and then some beat making stuff and. Yeah, I went down and checked it out a couple of times. I was like, oh, I want to go hang out with those guys, but I'm upstairs watching Leaf games. That's funny. <laughs> You're out there with John and them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what a small world, man. Yeah, man. That's so crazy. I had no idea. <laughs> and you know what's funny? When I first moved to Canada, my the first uh, house that I ever lived at was in Pompano. Oh really? Right at the corner where it turns into Pompano and Palmetto, like where it goes around. Tell the me bed. we didn't live in the same house. Yeah, man. I, every time I, it's funny, I was telling my daughter when we drove by there by today, I'm like, I used to live in that house. Yeah. Like my first uh, Canadian winter was that old Ritz and Fields. There. Oh, it's, yeah. It's covered in snow. And like back in 1998, like we used to get like five feet, six feet of snow. So and the, like, the wind comes off that field. Right? <laughs> so yeah. like you got to think like me coming straight from Texas and all of a sudden I'm just like, fuck that. You know, and like, you know how like go from the front yard to the back, there's like that big. Yeah. So my uh, family was there freaking in the toboggan and stuff they're like mm-hmm. come out and play I'm there at 14 years old like no I'm hiding in my room how like, long did you live there I uh, wasn't long we only lived there for like a year okay I went, well, uh, moved from there to Nonquan and then from Nonquan to kind of actually around the corner from where I live now yeah, I was there from 09 till 2020 in that blue house that's like right as soon as Palmetto switches over wow and then I wanted to keep my daughter at the same school when my ex and I split up. Mm. So I rented a basement apartment from my neighbor six houses down. Wow. Uh, so like basically like three houses down would have been the house you lived in. <laughs> and then another three houses was the house I moved to. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy. 
but yeah, that's my corner. Yeah, <laughs> that that curve in in, in Pompano, like I, that's my curve. <laughs> that's you slow down, you show respect. <laughs> Children at I, play. I, when I was uh, <laughs> I was doing skip the dishes for like a summer, and uh, I I went and delivered there because you never go over there, right? Like it's yeah. every, you drive by Orman a million times, but never turn there, and. Uh, I was seeing it the first time and I was like, oh my God, it looks so different. It's literally been 20 years since I've seen it, but yeah, man. Northenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy that you were a whitey though, man. I would have been acting a fool downstairs. Well, and I, and see, like, I, I've always been into music like my whole mm-hmm. life and, and hip hop and all the rest of that, but like. came down, man. Should have been like, fuck these guys. I'm going downstairs. John and them came downstairs too. But see, that. What's that blonde guy's name? John's best friend. The, Freeman. Yeah. That was that's my brother-in-law. That, that's, just, that's hilarious, bro. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. We partied for years at that house. Yeah. Years. Uh, whenever and they actually when they moved out, they got a house like the next because you know how this is all like little. Yeah. So when came down, man, who knows what could have happened. It's so weird, like I said, so many like, um, you know, near misses. Like I said, with yeah. uh, with most fans, like that song, I love that song. And like when I messaged it, it was like literally 15 years ago. Like, who knows what could have happened? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, man, so many times, man, so many things. Like, th- those are the kind of things that are just like, what if? You yeah. know, what if? You oh know? yeah, like I was, I was <clears throat> fairly like early with with my ex at that point right so it wasn't like okay like i'm gonna go hang out with you know your friend's brother's friends (laughs) have fun upstairs guys like i'll be back don't wait up (laughs) yeah and we were doing some pretty terrible stuff down there too so like honestly man like i said i had a a, quite a drinking problem and then like dax would show up with like two 40 pounders two 60 pounders and it's just like there's no limit you know what i mean Mm. like you just shot 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 and I was the kind of drunk that was like, do another one. Like, I was, like, very aggressive, you know what I mean? So, I was like... Did you ever meet uh, my friend Jordan? Uh, he goes by Unlearned sometimes. He's a small yeah, guy, yeah, tiny of course. guy. He, the first time you interviewed me, he was with him. Okay, so <laughs> Dax came to my studio at Midtown once. I don't know who bought the bottles, but they had two 40 See? ounces. Yeah. And little scrawny Jordan's trying to keep up with Dax. Nope. Don't do that. And, I'm uh, the only person in the world that can outdrink Dax. I'll, ask him. I, I got a video. Ask I'll, him. I'll try. Ask Dax. Ask yeah. Dax. Not only can I outdrink Dax, but I'm also the only person that actually carried Dax. I carried him out of my apartment. No, you didn't. I, ask him. <laughs> ask him. Ask him. And he was like drunk Dax, like dead weight Dax. I put him over my shoulder. <laughs> Fireman carried him into the elevator, down the elevator, into the cab. Ask him. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man, it's Dax Flow at the end of the day. Shout out Hip Hop Tick Tactics, man. Yerd. Yeah, y'all should get into that, man. And if you don't, you're stupid. Yerd. Wild. And then I would act out, I would do stupid shit. And then they'd be like, whoa, why'd you act like that? Because you just freaking fed me a 60-pounder. What am I supposed to act right? You know, like, I'm supposed to keep my composure? Like, no. Hi, guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm good. Like, no, I would literally black out and, like, just wake up to pure stories. My thing would be disappearing. All of a sudden, they'd be like, yo, where? I'd be gone. 
that just that would leave and i would god knows where i would wake up and the next day and just like i said just wake up to oh you did this and you did that and i was like oh shit i don't remember any of that <laughs> i blame dax <laughs> so the theme of uh this week's show the hashtag blame dax flow <laughs> and oh, uh yeah i want to uh thank you for coming out tonight thank you for having me man i want to shout out you first of all for always putting in work for the culture you've been doing it for a long time thank you and uh keep doing your thing man always always uh, you're always supporting everyone so we support you thank you keep doing your thing i also want to shout out my wife Kristen, my sons angel and jesse and my beautiful daughter maya shout out to them i know they're going to be listening to this at one point they always love listening to my stuff they think i'm famous don't tell them <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah man Shout out to B1, shout out to all, all the producers that I'm working with, The Leftovers, the Geology, uh, Ulysses, Poundbanger, Lotus, everybody that I'm working with. We're going to be doing a lot, a lot of stuff. East Midi too, man. East Midi, shout out East Midi. I'm actually trying to, uh, talking about, uh, going back to the shows. I'm trying to bring them down for a show out here. Mm. So hopefully we can get work that out. And uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me. Let's do it again. Yes, let's and uh, check out Underground Soul on all the streaming platforms. Maybe you should buy it though. Yeah, and hit me up on uh, on Facebook too, man. I am Eddie Jones. I got tapes for sale right now, so uh, I got some tapes. Holler at your boys, slanging tapes. <laughs> Come back next Tuesday at 10 p.m. on CFFF Trent Radio 92.7 FM in Peterborough. Around the rest of the world at TrentRadio.ca, and you can hear previous episodes at DoingTheMusic.com/slash/HipHopTicTactics. If that's too hard to spell, just go to DoingTheMusic.com, click on the link, or go to your favorite podcast app. Have a great week, Tic Tactics. Tell me what you're trying to do I want to hold you down for life That's what writers do I want to make love to your brain Then come inside of you I'm too honest I know I wouldn't lie to you I know that there's a man that did you wrong But you don't have to worry I'm not one of them I'm grown If I wasn't really sure Then I wouldn't lead you on But I know that this is right Cause I feel it in my corazón Dime Baby, the only time I think of you Is morning, noon and night Obsessed with you I keep it all inside It's true I'm terrified You might want too. I'm not so good at love, I suck at it But you make me wanna take a crack at it You got me so hooked like a bad habit Boy, where have you been all of my life? I'm willing to do it right With you by my side I'm so clear on what to do
never play with your heart Gains off of little boys, I've been a man from the start I don't expect shit to be perfect, I can handle when it's hard When I was drowning in depression, you lit a candle in the dark and saved me It brings me joy to take care of you Rethinking my values, I'd even consider marriage too When shit gets hard, always remember that I'm there with you The thought of you not being around me is fucking terrible A miracle, a roller coaster full of ups and downs A dangerous trek that I can't ever get enough of now Look back on the days before I met you And I wonder how I made it I guess I was waiting for you to come around Yeah, yeah.